What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. John 6, 49. And it says, Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here's the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. All right. Parking there for a second or two. And verse 49, he says, your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. Now, why did he say that? He said that because if you go back up earlier in the chapter, they brought this up. They brought up what? They said, are you greater than he, he being Moses, who gave us manna that came down from heaven? This is 30. So they asked, 630, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you. What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. This is what's interesting too. Right? They are they brought up eating manna in the wilderness. Now why were they coming after Jesus? Well, because they ate. Right? You remember that? Mm-hmm. Right, they ate. Right, he did a miracle. He fed over five thousand people, right, not including women and children, right. And they saw they had they saw that miracle, right. It did, but it didn't matter. It matter. It was what they were most interested in was the food. They were interested in eating. And here we are, still talking about eating. Talking about eating. They they ate food. They sought Jesus for more food, and then they brought up eating food in the wilderness. But why did they bring it up? Because they said, I want a sign. They wanted a sign so that they could believe in Jesus. Why did they ask for that sign? Because Jesus told them to labor not for food that perishes, but for food that will give them eternal life. And guess what? (laughs) Which brings us to 49. He's saying, I am that food. I'm that food. What? So now they really tripping. They really tripping. So they asked the question, another question that was in 42. They said, is, not, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? So what do they say? They're inducing disbelief they're inducing doubt they have doubt they they don't believe they're not buying into this jesus this hold up dude what 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 are you talking about first of all are you you're you're what you came down from heaven oh no absolutely not we know your mama boy and and we know your daddy okay go sit down somewhere but this is what's crazy this is the kicker he just fed them from a few fish and a few barley loaves he just fed them. They saw the miracle. They witnessed the miracle. And then yet they're still asking for another sign. 
And so he went on. He went on. Verse 49, he went on. He said, okay. He didn't say that, but it's like he's like playing, playing, playing along with them. Let's talk about it then. Your ancestors ate bread in the wilderness. Now let's talk about that. Your ancestors ate bread in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. Anyone can eat it and not die. Now, 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 now notice this. This is something that was really intriguing to me. I want to go to Matthew 4, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Jesus said to the enemy, which was Satan, when he tempted him, he said, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hmm. So I referenced that scripture, right? It goes back to Deuteronomy 8. Let's go to Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy 8, starting at verse 1. Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. This is what those Jews were talking about. They're talking about this promise. Are you greater than he that gave us manna that came down from heaven when they were in the wilderness? Right? Their ancestors. This is their ancestors. This, this is the ancestors. That was verse 1. Verse 2. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart? Whether or not you would keep his commands, he humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Why is that interesting? Well, because one, first of all, you have these Jews bringing up that manna that their ancestors ate. You have the, the, the person talking to the Jews in, the, in this predicament, and he said, he spoke to them. He said, but be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised you. So there was a promise. God said, keep my commands, and you will enter and live in the, in the land that I promised you. You will increase. But remember, remember, remember your ancestors when they were in the wilderness, how God basically circled them around the wilderness for 40 years to humble and test them, to humble and test them and to know what was in their heart, causing them to hunger, then feeding them, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach them what that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Again, why is this interesting? Because here over in John, while Jesus is on the earth walking, you have these same Jews bringing this back up and bringing it up to Jesus in the sense that, in the sense that they are saying, in order for us to believe you, we're going to need you to give us a sign. Now, he had already given them a sign. He fed them just like they were fed in the wilderness. And notice this, just like they didn't get it in the wilderness, these same Jews who were eaten, who had eaten, didn't get it then. 
So he took it a step further. He took it a step further. He said, okay, your ancestors ate that manna, and they died. But God gives the true manna, the true manna that what anybody eats, they'll eat it and they won't die. And I am that manna. Jesus was saying, I am that manna. And if you go back to 4, Matthew 4, he said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So what are you saying, Corey? All I'm saying is that Jesus was saying, man cannot live by bread alone, but by him. He was saying that from the beginning. And from Deuteronomy, from Deuteronomy to Matthew to John, it's been regurgitated over and over and over again. What? What? Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that God commands you. God is commanding us a certain way. Let me break it down. God has a plan for our lives. He has a plan for our lives, and he commands us. He commands us to live according to his plan. The problem is, the problem is since we don't have the entire plan that God has for us, we don't want to live by his commands on a day-to-day basis because we don't know where his commands are taking us. But we do know because Jesus just said it. Where is it taking us? It's taking us to everlasting life. But the problem is we don't want to do what? Follow the commands. We don't want to follow the commands. Jesus broke it down how from the very beginning, God created us and established us to follow his commands. He compared that to eating. He compared that to eating. He compared the manna that he had, that God gave them in the wilderness to his flesh, his flesh and his blood. And then he said, I, over it, and let's go back to John. I, I, we're not going to finish this again, but it's okay. It's okay. It's a lot. It's a lot going on in here. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I have a lot of ground to cover because I'm trying to tie it all together, trying to tie well, just it. just keep going. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Tying it all together. So if you go back to 49 through 51 that I just read, right, and I'm, I'm going, you know, you don't have to go. But he said, your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But Here's the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. I am that living bread. If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, which I'm getting ahead of myself, but he basically said, and he said, whoever eats this bread will live. This is 51. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. So just like he gave them that manna in the wilderness so that they can have life, He's saying, I'm going to give my flesh so that people can have life, so that people can have life. I'm going to die. I'm going to, be, I'm going to go down into the pits of hell. I'm going to be resurrected in three days, and I'm going to return to my Father so that people may have life. But notice something. Notice something. I just gave the answer to, to everything that was posed as far as a question regarding eating flesh and drinking blood. I gave that answer. It's already been given. Just, just a few seconds ago, I gave the answer. But notice this, though. He gave himself so that men can have life. But men have to do something to get the life. 
just two things they have to do in this text that he said they had to do. He said two things. The first thing he said, because they asked the question, they asked the question. They said, they said, verse 28, what must we do to do the works God requires? And before that, what should they do to obtain eternal life? And Jesus told them, because he had told them, don't work for food that perishes. So they were like, well, what should we do? And he said, believe on him who he had sent. That's the work. Because they were asking, what is the work? What should we do to get this eternal life? Well, do the works. What is the work? Believe on him who he has sent. Believe in Jesus. That was the first thing. To get eternal life, he said believe. Then what was the second thing? He said eat his flesh and drink his blood. All right. Now they tripping. Let's go on. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading because I want to try to make sense of this. 52. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves, and they asked another question. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. I'm going to pause there. The verse is there. That's 55. All right. going to pause at 55. All I'm doing is repeating myself. I've already given the answer. I've already said it. Jesus said, no man can live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. If you go back to Matthew 4, 4, that word, word in there means rhema. It's rhema. It's in the Greek. It's a rhema. That's the, that's the Greek term for that word, word. And that Greek term means, it means Every word uttered from God's mouth, every word uttered, which also means from the from the Greek text, he's saying everything God commands. Man shall live by what God commands. Now, well, what is Jesus? Jesus said, I am bread of life. But before then, if you remember back, go back to John chapter one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And if you go down to John one, chapter 14, it said, and the word became flesh which is Jesus. Jesus is the word. Now, that word word in the Greek is logos. That's what it means. It's, it's, that's the term, the term logos. Now, now, what logos means is the reasoning and plans of God expressed. God's reasoning and his plans expressed, which also means what God is saying. What God is putting forth in action, it is the expression of what God thinks and plans. So Jesus is the expression of what God thinks and plans. In other words, what God is saying from, from, what, from his plan and his reasoning, he speaks it, and that's Jesus. What? Jesus is the expression of God's thoughts and his plans? Yes, Jesus is the walking expression of God's thoughts. And his plans. And Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded forth out of the mouth of God, everything that he's commanding. And what did he command you to do? He commanded you to follow Jesus. He commanded you to follow Jesus. What? Yeah. And you will have life. 
it's a it's a big loop. It's a big loop. Jesus is the word that proceeded forth out of the mouth of God. And he's telling you to eat him. In other words, he's telling you to obey him. He's telling you to obey him. We touched on this last week. He's telling you to keep his commands. And notice something that he's saying. From, this is that's 55. And this is 56. I'm going to go 56, and then I'm going to go to John. He said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Let's go to John 15. And we're going to start at verse 1. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that bears, that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. Now, that's good. Right. That's so, so, <laughs> so he's saying this, and he said it in a different way right there. Mm-hmm. He said it in a different way. But if you, if you go back to John chapter 6, he said... In order for you to remain in me, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. If you keep reading down, if you keep reading down, he says, you have to, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory for that you bear. In verse 9, he said, now remain in my love. As he said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. The commands, keeping the commandments. What commandments? The commandments that he commands you on a day-to-day basis, which is follow Jesus' commands. Which is what? Do the plans of God for you on a day-to-day basis. Which is what? <laughs> Believe in Jesus and do what Jesus is wanting you to do on a day-to-day basis. Right. And, 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 and it's never something what? different. Yeah. It's never something different. It's always the same. Always and we still get lost. We still get lost. Now, let's tie this all together. Yeah, let's tie it together. We we started out this by saying there was something that we shouldn't do. There's something that we should do. You know I mean, we all want like this 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 eternal life. We all want it. We all want to this heaven, right? It it we all want it. But but right now we have this earth. I mean, and, and for some people, earth is great. Some people, earth is the best thing that ever happened to them, right? And then, then you have this debate. How did we get here? Who created us? How did the who create us? Or how were we created? Where did we come from? Everybody has these same questions. You mean that don't know, right? And and then and then you have scientists debating. Oh well, you know, Earth started three. Hundred million trillion years ago, and then you have the uh, deity. I mean, not the, the clergy, 
and, and the theologians saying, oh, well, Earth has only been here for 6,000 years. You know, and everybody has their reasoning and reasons as of why they make their declarations, right? And it's the ongoing debate, right, between the church and the scientists, the church and scientists. And then you have people let on the ground just figuring out how they're going to live from a day-to-day basis. And then you have a system you call the world. And I, I, and I say the world because the world moves according to a certain movement. And I, I said that simple because I want it to be the world moves according to a certain movement. And what's that certain movement? You have seasons in one thing, and then you have events that happen every, time, every year, which is another thing. Like in the U.S., we always have Christmas. And then and we always have Thanksgiving. We always have the Fourth of July, and 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 this is a movement of the world. That's, that's, and and we adjust according to those movements. You have your birthdays, you have your children's birthday, you have your husband's, your spouse's, or whoever's birthday, mother, your parents' birthday, aunt, da, 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 everybody's birthday. You doing something for those days, and then you have certain holidays. You have you have more day, Labor Day, da 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 da, and it dictates how you live. The world system dictates how you live. It does. The seasons dictate how you live. And you live on a day-to-day basis based on the world's system. Right? And and, And constantly, this is how we're driven. This is what drives us. The next event, the next season, the next happening. I mean, now you got social media and you're constantly getting new waves of new things. Your favorite rapper, your favorite singer, they're, they're going to be doing their concert, and that drives you. You're, you're, you're motivated to get to that concert, and then after that concert, it's whatever happening is next. And that's living, or in some people's cases, that's life, until you get old and then you die, and then that's it for some people. But then, but then you have this guy named Yeshua who comes down and says, that's not life. Life is for you to follow me to God. Oh, but who, by the way, is God? Well, let me break down God to you. He, he's, uh, he's Alpha. He's Omega. He created everything. Oh, by the way, that's me. We are a triune. A triunity is three parts but one. Three different distinct parts, but we're all one, meaning we all co- we all work together. We don't have separate agendas. All the agenda is one. It's connected. God thinks of it. He expresses it. That's me. And then the Holy Spirit puts it all together, meaning he brings it to existence. That's the body, meaning God's body. The Holy Spirit would be God's body. That's, 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 the, that's the thought process, the mind, the brain, the father. There's the spoken process, the expression process. God, Jesus, who, who governs everything that's supposed to be done, and there's the Holy Spirit, the architect that goes off and puts all the stuff together. He weaves it all together. However he does it, that's how, that's, that's what you would, that's how you would look at that. And what scripture is that in? It ain't in no scripture. It's straight out of heaven. So, yeah. But anyways, then Jesus breaks that down and says, I'm the only person that had seen the brain and the spirit. I'm the only one. So if you want to get back to that, then follow me. And then everybody's like, but, but, how are we going to know that? This is what the Jews are saying, but I'm paraphrasing it to our time. How, we, how do we really know that it is you? How do we really know that it is you? And then he starts to express things like, I am the bread, you got to eat my flesh, you got to believe in me, you got you to trust me, you got to obey me. 
You got to let me let me come and make my abode with you and you make your abode with me. And in other words, in other words, get to know me. Seek me. And let me let me share something with you. Let me let me share who I am and who the Father is and who the Holy Spirit is so that so that you can get an understanding of where you came from. Talking about establishing a relationship. Let, let's get to know each other. Where, where are you, though? I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm in you because I created you. I established you. But, but, but where, though? <laughs> where are you? Are you? I'm right here. I'm right here, too. And I'm, in, and I'm wherever your family is, too. Family that you don't see, I see them. I'm there, too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm there, too. How are you there? Let's talk about it. Something you will never ever be able to comprehend or grasp how something can be in every place at one time. Of course you can't because you're not where you are now. You're not in the other place. And in the other place, when you're there, you're not in the other place that you were. Because you live in time. Something I talked about last week. God doesn't. And God's being isn't a time being. He's a timeless and spaceless being. He's he, he's almost like you can almost say that he's attached to everything. Well, hey, almost you can't say he's attached to everything that he's created because without him, what is created can't be. We just read that in John. Without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can literally do nothing. And, it, and so, so how would you know that? Well, you wouldn't know that if you're not seeking to know that of him. But what am I getting at? The point that I'm getting at is this. He established you and set you apart from him to only come back to him. That's why you were created, to get back to him. And then Jesus came down on the earth so that he could lead us back to him. But, see, we don't want that in a lot of cases. What we want is food. We want food. We want physical food. We just want to be fed. Lord, I don't want to want all of that. I, you know what? I don't want to get to know you. I, you know, I just want the the, the cycle and the, the, the span, the, the life that I have for the short time that I have it. I just want to be happy. Uh, I don't want any hardship. I don't want to go through anything. Um, just make my life better. I've said this before in another segment. Just make my life better. I don't have time for all of the other stuff. Make my life better. That's all I want. That's it. And a lot of people, that's all they want. And in the Jews' case, that's what they wanted. So when he said something like, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood, they were confused. They were confused. Why? Why? Because they were trying to figure out how in the world they were going to eat on this man's flesh. That's disgusting. <laughs> what are we going to do? We're going to barbecue you. We're going to bake you. We're going to fry you. What part? What are we going to do, bro? You know what I mean? What are you, seriously, what are we doing with you, okay? I mean, I can only imagine what they were thinking. But in actuality, it had already been spoken. All he was saying is he wanted them to obey him. He wanted them to seek him. He wanted them to live like he's living. Simply put, obey him, seek him, live like he's living. Matter of fact, live with him so that you can live like he's living, so that you can get back to the creator that made you. Because that's the whole point of living. It's not to see the next event. It's not to, 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 to be prepared for the next season. No, it's not. And until we see that, until we get to the place that, that man, I'm only here for God, and we'll never see it. And we'll constantly 
follow the same trend. What trend is that? The trend of the world. You're only here for a minute, and you're going to do as much of the world's dues as you can until you leave. And then when you leave, well, I hope, since I said I believed in Jesus when I was at church that day, I hope, I hope I get to see him when I leave. I hope I get to see him when I leave. And that's not the life Jesus is calling you to. He said you have to eat his flesh to get to eternal life. That is, I got to do what he's wanting me to do. And that's the separation. There's the separation between somebody that just stands up and repeats five lines and somebody that's actually connected to Christ. The difference is you are seeking <laughs> to do what he's telling you to do, not what the world is constantly progressing you to do. You go into John chapter 3 where, he, where Nicodemus was talking to him and he was asking him, how can we get into the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says stuff crazy like, you must be born again. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I, you must be born again. Here are these crazy sayings. Here are these crazy sayings. You must be born again. You must eat my flesh. You must drink my blood. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. If I be lifted up, I'll draw men unto me. All of this stuff that doesn't make much sense to us in the natural. But then when you start breaking this down, it makes a whole lot of sense in the natural. Because it is in the natural is how we're going to get to the spiritual. We, we live in this natural body to get back to the spiritual. I'm done. I'm done. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's, it's do you want to be connected to Christ? Or do you just want to say you know about him and you say that you believe him? <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the difference. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to do this session. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.